You're listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts, powered by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. Hello and welcome to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. I'm your host, Travis Condon, joined today by Patrick Cochran, the owner of Red Dogs Roofing. Patrick, how are you today? I'm great, Travis. How are you doing? Doing very well, thank you. Tell us a little bit about Red Dogs Roofing. Uh, it seems obvious that you would build and repair roofs, but what else can you tell us about your services that you provide? Yeah, great question. So we service um, pretty much the northern Worcester County area and a little bit of western Middlesex County. Um, we do everything from roof installs of all types of roofing systems. We also do roof repairs. Um, and we also have recently got into siding um, decks and gutters as well. Um, and then we have a Florida office in Sarasota that we service for just roofing, um, all types of roofing systems and repairs. Now, before you opened Red Dogs Roofing, what were you doing? Prior to Red Dogs Roofing, I was actually still in school. I was going to Fitchburg State for my MBA. Um, mm-hmm. and I got the opportunity to open up the business. Um, I knew some, um, commercial customers that had, buildings that they needed serviced. Um, There were older roofing systems on there. Um, So that kind of led me to kind of get into it. I'd been around roofing my whole life, grew up around the trade. Um, But like a lot of people that grow up around roofing, you know, I tried to go down a different path, but I really um, appreciated entrepreneurship and just had a real respect for the industry with the hard work and and really what um, what it meant to my family. So. And you mentioned that you've been around roofing your entire life. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I grew up around the industry. My grandfather, father, those guys were in the roofing industry. Um, so I had seen it, you know, and it's definitely, it was a different era, you know, where where guys were, um, you know, the working part of it was probably the biggest piece. You know, I think sometimes now people kind of look at it as, you know, more of a, of a sales opportunity for certain people. But, you know, the guys that I grew up around, um, you know, they were they were roofers in every sense of the word able to work on, you know, steeples, slate roofing, old hot asphalt roofing where they would boil the uh, tar in the kettle. Um, So I grew up around that, you know, kind of like anybody else getting started, kind of just picking up, being around it, laboring, carrying things up to the roof. Um, So that's kind of really where I got to start in it. Now, you mentioned all the different services that you offer with Red Dogs Roofing um, and even just the different types of roofing that you offer. How important was it for you as a company to kind of diversify and, and offer that variety and even offer the other services like you mentioned now, decks and siding as well and gutters? Yeah, so I think for us, we've really seen, and in the beginning, it was really me looking and working on repairs and preventative maintenance, and it kind of grew from there. Um, You know, I I strongly believe that having a niche is a very good thing. So our focus for the most part is asphalt shingle roofs um, and and for flat roofing would be would be rubber. Um, But I I think in the industry, it's very important to kind of know other aspects of roofing, you know, so um, having the different offerings has allowed us to get into other markets, more high end markets for metal roofing, um, working on jobs that are TPO, which is um, for a flat roofing system, it's similar to rubber, but installed a little differently. Um, so knowing those kind of allowed us to keep customers that might have had jobs specked out a certain way or kind of had their heart set on something. Um, and then as far as services outside of roofing, I think that really kind of came out of the need um, that we've seen with the customers, but also having the right people in place at the right time. So things kind of came together naturally with that, which was great. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really kind of helped us go back and service customers that we've already had where we might have put a roof on years ago, and now we can go back and offer them siding. And for you, what's it like to have that kind of relationship where you are now creating those repeat customers that are coming to you for the roof or the, for the roof repairs, uh, but then coming back to you down the road when maybe they want to change something or they, or they buy a new house and it needs work again? Yeah, so that's very important for me. You know, when I first started, um, you know, I always really try to just focus on the service, service to the customer, making sure that I could, you know, provide as much value as I can in every interaction that we had, you know, so from the beginning, being very informative, making sure that I listened to what they wanted, and then more importantly, really figuring out what their home needed and getting them to kind of see what the options were so they were able to make, you know, an informed decision when they were ready. And, you know, for me, it's all about building relationships. You know, I let people know that it's important for me to, you know, get word of mouth business. We still, when I first got in business before we went to Florida, so about five years ago, I didn't do any real heavy marketing. A lot of it was like, you know, hey, do you want to put a sign up down at Levinson Deck Hockey or something like that? Um, so I was all word of mouth at one time, probably 90% of the business. And I went from that being, you know, just myself and a couple guys to essentially two offices, what felt like overnight. Um, and it really was based on building those relationships, repeat business, customers that would call us if they had multiple properties or in a new place or people, you know, down the road, like you said, that might've got a repair, but now they need a replacement. Um, so I think that that's really drove the business the way that it has that allowed me to kind of create the image and brand um, that I, that I felt the roofing industry needed in this area. So. Now, the pandemic has certainly created a lot of challenges for individuals. Um, a lot of business owners worried about whether or not they could keep their staff, whether they're going to have to close down operations. You were dealing with not one location, but two locations and not one state, but two states. Can you tell us a little bit about the challenges uh, that the pandemic had for Red Dogs Roofing and how you were able to overcome those challenges? So I had went down to Florida about five years ago. So it was about two to three years prior to anything with the pandemic. Uh, we had gotten established um down there prior to the pandemic so um we were looking at a colorado office we were going to acquire an existing business in colorado right when the pandemic hit um mm -hmm. so instead of doing that we went through everything i mean we really looked into the business we were ready to make the purchase and i kind of decided you know what maybe we should just really strengthen our processes change in massachusetts and in florida you know to become a little bit more efficient and effective in the new in the new world that we're kind of living in um so we were able to really stay ahead a lot of the stuff in the as the pandemic as things you know kept coming out um roofing and construction was deemed essential you know we were taking care of roof repairs if people had leaks or things that were going on um i've got a great staff that we work with um as far as the legal team goes where they were able to help us kind of stay ahead of everything um a good friend of mine trent cotney he's got law offices all over the country and they focus specifically on construction so working with them in the national roofing association you know allowed us to really kind of be forward thinking and really see what was going on in other parts of the country that may not have been affecting our market yet. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, as, as far as getting established in that during the pandemic, you know, we did hold back in that, in that Colorado purchase at that time, the mass business was probably about seven years in and the uh, Florida business was uh, going on 
probably about two at that time. So, you know, we, we were established, but I think we were allowed to really look at our processes to be able to stay effective. And I feel <laughs> construction was kind of on a honeymoon phase compared to a lot of these other industries that were just devastated by the pandemic. So I've always been grateful for that. Um, we're starting to see supply chain um, issues over the last year and a half, which has been affecting us. But as I said, we've just continued to kind of adapt and change processes to try to stay ahead of things as we could. And for you, um, were you able to travel back and forth easily between the two states to manage the two offices or, or were you having to do a lot of work more remotely? Yeah, so a little bit of both. Um, I definitely was still traveling, um, but Zoom and being able to kind of monitor things remotely um, was something we were already doing. So, you know, that really helped out well. We had already set up our offices where um, our employees could work remotely if we had to. Um, somebody in my office, Gino, he had great foresight for that. He said, you know, maybe one day if we ever had to work remotely, and this was years ago when we were first getting set up. So when the pandemic started, everybody was able to work remotely. We were able to still monitor everything, which was great. Um, so traveling did cut back quite a bit, you know, going every other month, every two months, maybe going once a quarter or, you know, something like that is, is definitely, uh, you know, is definitely the reality at that time. Now, you mentioned that one of your um, one of your employees, Gino, um, actually had kind of the foresight to think about that remote work option. Had you not had those systems in place already uh, at the start of the pandemic, do you think it would have been a rougher transition in managing the two offices? Absolutely. You know, I, th I think we had to have some of those things in place for for us to be able to go and open an office so far away. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so in all honesty, I think the, the biggest thing that we learned during the pandemic was, you know, having these things in place allowed us to adapt a lot faster than some of these other companies we've seen. Um, so I, you know, extremely grateful for that, for, you know, for him having that foresight and for us to kind of being able to implement, um, you know, changes so quickly. Now being a boss definitely has its own benefits. Um, wanted to ask you, what is your favorite thing about being your own boss, you know, of Red Dogs Roofing, of being able to oversee these two offices? Um, so I would say, you know, creating, taking my vision and really creating it and bringing it to life um, has probably been, you know, the most humbling experience, you know, is I like to create systems and then put the right people in place and, and watch them, you know, monitor and oversee these systems and really bring this to life. Um, so I think that is, you know, as far as like the work side goes, that's been great. Um, and I, I think to kind of add on the personal level, you know, I've been able to travel a lot over the last four or five years going to conferences, you know, personal travel, but, you know, going to my office, I, I enjoy traveling, you know, for the first four or five years before in Florida, you know, it was a lot of, it was a lot of work, a lot of upfront work, um, you know, it's pretty much work and family. And then, you know, as time kind of went by, I was able to really bring that work-life balance back. Um, so traveling is, is definitely something I enjoy. And I'm very, very happy that I'm able to do that now. So and, and when I hear the word work-life balance, um, you know, every entrepreneur that we talk to, uh, it seems like that is always kind of like the one, one of the major things uh, is finding that work-life balance. How important is it um, to establish that work-life balance and, and to strive to really create that, that, that right um, ratio between working and also having that family time? Yeah, it's very important. Um, you know, I think, I think like anything else, it's, it's definitely about being passionate about 
what you're doing, you know, so when you're at work, it doesn't always feel like you're just going through the motions. Um, and if you're really passionate about something and you've got some big goals, you know, sometimes having the balance, especially in the beginning, um, can almost be non-existent for some people. Um, but, you know, after a while, it, it, it can start to put strains on other parts of your life, you know, so it is mm-hmm. very important to, you know, at least if, if you're going to get into it and, and really be mostly work to kind of have the idea of how to make that transition. For some people, it's very tough. Once they get in that mode, it's, it's really hard to get out of that mindset. So they're just continuing to push and push. And, and unfortunately, some people kind of wear themselves right out or worse. Um, so for me, you know, having the ability to be able to, you know, work regular work hours compared to what I was, you know, when you're working 12, 14, 16 hour days and you're doing it five, six, seven days a week. Um, I think it's very important. You know, it's, um, you know, the most important thing in life is, is really family and, you know, making connections in that and, and, and work is a big piece of what allows us to do what we do. But, you know, you definitely have to make time for other things. Absolutely. When you talk about those uh, those benefits to being your own boss um, and, and you talk about the kind of the upside of being an entrepreneur and having your own business, is there anything else you wish that you would have really kind of known before you launched, uh, before you started out, maybe that you wish somebody had told you or given you some insight on? Yeah, I think for myself, and, and this is more something more recent, but I think, um, you know, having the right people in the right place is very important. Um you know, you can have somebody who's a great person, they're even maybe even be a great employee, but if they don't fit in their position, sometimes it not only hurts the company, but it also hurts them. You know, they're not able to kind of thrive like they could if they were doing something different. Um, you know, and I, I think you hear certain things, but you don't really know and understand them until you've kind of seen them or went through it yourself. So I think that was something that was very eye opening for me, you know, having great people here but maybe it just wasn't a good fit as far as what their position was. Um, And I I think to really add to it too is, you know, you can have systems, but you want to make sure that they're being monitored and and overseen and and people are doing things the way that you would want them to do. You know, they're not necessarily the owner, so they'll never do it to the same degree or maybe even with the same passion. But as long as they're following the systems that you put in place and making sure that that's happening, it's very important. And I think it's easy to lose sight of that when we're just so busy with the day-to-day stuff and you're still maybe working in the business and trying to work on the business. Sometimes those things can slip by. Um, So as you know, when you're starting to kind of grow a business and scale, I think those are two very important things. So each person is almost like a unique puzzle piece and you really have to know them to know where they, they fit best within your organization. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. That's a great way to put it. It's like a big puzzle that, You've got to be able to put together and really put people where they're going to thrive and where they're going to enjoy being and in, in, in working at. And while we continue to talk about your employees for a second, I just wanted to ask you, on average, you know, how many people do you have on a job site and how many people are working remote right now? So as far as working remote, it, you know, we're not too remote at the moment. Um, everybody is pretty much working on site. Um mm-hmm. We probably just did the remote thing more in mass than even in Florida because they, they kind of handled that things a little differently. But as far as Massachusetts goes, you know, we um, we definitely probably did that for a month or so, maybe even two. Um, but right now we're kind of all back to where we were, kind of back in the office. But we do have the ability to, to shift gears if need be. 
When you look at 2022, um, we're starting to see the pandemic being handled differently. People are starting to view it differently. Um, you'd mentioned beforehand you're actually considering expanding to Colorado. Is that something that's still on your radar, or are you thinking about other expansion either within Massachusetts and Florida or to other states, maybe somewhere down the road for Red Dogs Roofing? Yeah, so right now what we're focused on is creating a training program. Um, we really want to be at the uh, you know the front of bringing back the trades. I think it's very important. I think there was you know, a a generation or two that really trades weren't really talked about for so long. And and when I say trades, I'm talking more like, you know, construction trades. And I think there's a, there's a real big need. Um, A lot of industries, a lot of businesses are, you know, looking for employees and dealing with labor shortages, but it's something that construction has been dealing with now for probably a couple decades. Um, So I think we want to really continue to work, that mission, that's really the focus right now. We've, we've, we've laid the groundwork a lot during the pandemic. We've slowed a couple of the things down, but we are looking to create a training program where people can come in. Um, I work directly with the National Roofing Association, and they've implemented a program now where people can get certified on a national level to be a master roofer. Um, so it's a new program. It really is just just getting off the ground. So we've been working with them closely as, you know, how to onboard employees, how to develop them, continue to work with them and kind of how to take them through these certification programs. So I think that's really the big focus as far as like our mission and the company. As far as expansion goes, we are continuing to kind of move like Southwester County and a little bit more into Middlesex County, like Concord, Lexington area. Um, and then in Florida, we service a decent area right now, um, pretty much Tampa down to like Port Charlotte and over to like Mayaka City area. Um, so as, as far as expansion into other states, though, yeah, we are definitely considering it. We're actually looking at some different options, whether it's acquiring a company or just various things starting from scratch. Um, so we are looking to definitely expand. I think the big thing now is really the training program really kind of you know, just solidify our processes in this new world and then um, be able to take that to other markets. And for those who are listening in right now, if they're thinking about a career change or they know someone um, who's looking, who's considering the trades, what would you say to them about the trades right now and, and why they should um, get involved in the trades and get involved in programs like the one that you're trying to implement? Yeah. So the construction industry, it's a great industry. You know, my, my grandfather used to always say it's tough work, but it's honest work. And I think if we come at it with the right mindset, you know, people can come into this industry, they can learn a trade, learn a skill, become very good with their hands, you know, and be able to work their way up and then maybe into another position. Are they, you know, are they passionate about the trades where they may want to stay out in the field and be a foreman? Do they want to be a repair tech? You know, are they looking to project manage and oversee multiple jobs? You know, are they looking to get into the office eventually? Are they even looking to get into sales and consulting? So I think, you know, before people looked at trades as like you get into the trade and then you're kind of stuck there or you open your own business. But the way that companies have grown over the last 10, 15 years, especially in the roofing industry, there's a lot of opportunity. You know, there's guys hiring marketing people. There's a lot of different things that people can do, you know, and I think there's a whole generation that had went to college and they got out and they weren't able to find jobs in there for their degree, you know, and there's a, there's a good opportunity that, you know, maybe you don't, think that working with your hands is for you, but there's great opportunity and, you know, learning sales and consulting. 
um, you know, and, and just different aspects of the office work. So I, I think, you know, if you're looking to graduating school or you've graduated college and you may not be sure what you want for a career, I think construction should definitely be looked at because there is room to grow if you get with a good company. So options and opportunity, two things that are very present in the trades that folks might not realize. Absolutely. You know, and I think it's important, like for us, we also want to teach life skills. You know, I think there's a lot um, that can be given, you know, just like I talked about earlier when we started about providing service and providing value up front for the customers, you know, with the position I'm in now, it's really about taking care of the employees and taking care of the people that take care of the customers, essentially. And, you know, I want to be able to offer not just work skills, but life skills. So if whether Red Dog Proofing is a long stay or a short stay, they gain value here and they can hopefully take that on and kind of apply that in their life or in their next, the next place of employment. And for those who are joining us right now, we are chatting with Patrick Cochran. He's the owner and founder of Red Dogs Roofing with locations in Massachusetts and down in Florida. If folks are looking to find out more information about Red Dogs Roofing, where can they go to contact you? Yeah, so they can reach out to me directly by email. Um, so it's my first name, Patrick, and then it's at reddogsroofing.com, and that's R-E-D-D-O-G-S, roofing spelled out, dot com. You've been listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts. This podcast is produced by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. For more information on this episode, links to other episodes on Podbean, or if you have any questions, please visit northcentralmass.com.